Neil Sperry's Texas Gardening is presented by your North Texas Ace Hardware dealers. And that's not just one hour, but both hours. So stop in and tell them thanks. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks. And now, here's Neil. Thank you, Stewie, very much. And uh, welcome you to the second hour if you've just joined us. I am here in uh, mind, body, and spirit and half a voice. This is, uh, this is what happens after, after pecan pollen blows through town. Many of you have allergies with the ragweed and uh, fall things. This is, uh, spring is my season. Uh, I know when oak is in bloom because uh, in, in central Texas because I start having this kind of issue with oak, and then about three weeks later, here comes the pecan. It is not shedding its pollen yet in north Texas, uh, but in central Texas it is, and uh, heaven help me in a couple weeks when our trees are all tasseling out because we live in a pecan forest. But, oh, goodness, maybe by then this will have run its course, but I always end up with a sinus infection and this, and I'm under a doctor's care, we will say. Got my Z-Pack yesterday, and and uh, so that's it. I'm I'm getting better. Also, when I went to see the doctor, the very first thing I got was a COVID test. I didn't expect that, but that came back negative overnight. So, so I'm I'm healthy. Don't I sound it? Uh, I welcome you to our program. We have Marlena in McKinney, and we're going to finish up with her answer in just a moment. And uh, then I have uh, once once Marlena is through. If I don't get any calls, I'll have all three open lines. And I'm going to say same thing I did an hour ago, and that is. Won't you please take pity on a guy with a voice like this and not make me do all the talking? Uh, if you would call, I'd love to hear from you. I need some questions. 888-787-KLIF. 888-787-5543. Uh, I have one hour to go, and then I will rest my voice. My wife and I are going to dinner, and then I'm going home and, and put my voice in a sling for the night before I do my program on WBAP tomorrow. You get to see what the third pill out of the Z-Pack does to help. So anyway, 888-787-5543. Call right now, won't you please? Uh, let's uh, go back to Marlene and see if we can finish up. All right, so where we left in this uh, soap opera of life, uh, you have a 5-foot <laughs> by 24-foot uh, patio bed that was kind of bequeathed when you bought the house. It came with it, had black uh, dyed mulch in it and landscape fabric. And uh, it kind of got pulled aside by dogs and you decided you were going to plant vegetables in there. Is that all factual? Yes, that's right. And um, so I need to finish pulling up the landscape fabric because I've been kind of lazy. I just actually dug holes. I got the plants planted, and now I need to take out the fabric. But uh, do you think that's okay that the vegetables are in the soil where the where the landscape fabric is? I mean, is the landscape fabric going to contaminate anything? Or? No, nothing. Nothing that was used as a mulch, landscape fabric, or the or the dyed bark, will cause any problem. What was in the bed before the before your vegetables? What kind of plants were being grown there? I don't think anything was there because these are apartments, and the and this apartment was uh, renovated. They're fixing up the apartments. They're 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 actually fourplexes, is what they are. So they they're more like houses than apartments, but. Um, I believe the beds are new. I don't think uh, the people that uh, lived here before had anything uh, out there. Well, the reason um, I ask, the reason I ask Marlena is that when I get ready to plant a vegetable garden, number one, I make sure it's in full sun. Number two, mm-hmm. I, uh, I work the, the soil up. I want to make sure it drains well. And, uh, mm-hmm. Then I will work the soil up by adding three or four inches or four or five inches of organic matter. I will add an mm-hmm. inch or two of sphagnum peat moss, an inch of pine bark mulch, regular pine bark mulch, not dyed, um, an inch of compost, an inch of well-rotted manure, and then probably an inch of expanded shale if I'm going to be serious about growing vegetables. And then I will rototill that down about a foot deep. I want a, a garden soil that uh, is almost like potting soil when I'm finished. You may have heard me say to a caller last hour that that most of the work involved in 
a vegetable garden is done in bed preparation before the plants are planted. It's not done after that fact. And, and when I hear people failing with their vegetables, it's almost always because they didn't do good soil preparation. So that's why mm-hmm. I think you need to pull that landscape fabric out of the way and really do a good job of preparing the soil if you decide you want to grow vegetables. I'm also going to warn you that May 1st, which it will soon be, is not the time to start planting vegetables. It's the time to finish your planting of vegetables with okra and, and southern peas. All the other vegetables should have been planted a long time ago. The first ones we plant are onions and sweet and uh, uh, snap peas, and those are planted in January. So we are way off mm-hmm. on, on planting dates. So yes. I don't want you to be disappointed well, because it's going to be too hot too soon. Right. Well, I did plant okra seeds, and they're already coming up. Okay. But I did I did add the miracle Grow um, potting soil um, that I got at uh, Callaway's, and um, so I guess I need to do a lot more work. So. <laughs> well, it's it's like it's like painting a wall or painting woodworking. It's all in the preparation beforehand. The actual final finishing work is 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 a small part of the whole job. So yes. Well, I have one more question. Sure. I also planted a bunch of herbs, and I spent quite a bit of money on the herbs. And um, so they're growing in pots. They're Good. not in the ground. And um, But my daughter, we found some little green caterpillars that ate uh, some of the, I think it was the basil. And so my daughter wanted to buy some neem oil. And I said, well, I really don't want to put anything on the herbs. Uh, but she insisted, and and she sprayed her strawberry plant with some neem oil. And <laughs> so, is that okay? Because I mean, I really don't want to put any kind of things on the herbs that I cook with. But it, is that safe to spray with the herbs if uh, if I get desperate and have to? Well, each each pest that you have, whether it's insect or disease, will have two or three or one. Uh, control that will be really effective and you need to look at the the pest and you need to look at the controls and you need to look at something called waiting period and for example uh, I don't know what the caterpillar might have been on the basil but let's just say that you have uh, cabbage and you have cabbage loopers the little worms that chew holes in the leaves of cabbage and broccoli and Brussels sprouts Mm-hmm. Uh, the 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 recognized control for that is Bacillus thuringiensis (Bt). It is a biological control. Uh, you can rinse that off and get the cabbage completely clean and and eat it the same day. It's not in any way toxic to humans. And so people who say I don't want to use anything are destined to have some pretty nasty looking vegetables and herbs. If, you, if you're willing to compromise and say, I don't want to use anything that's going to be persistent and stay on the, on the leaves and cause me a problem, then I can work with it. But I, if you say I won't use anything, then I'm left to say you have to handpick the insects off because there's nothing I can recommend. Okay, what is that called again? I want to write it down. Well, that was for that one type of insect, and that's for looping caterpillars. It's B-T, mm-hmm. Baker Tom, B-T. It's Bacillus thuringiensis. And any nursery, any hardware store, uh, any feed store will know what I'm talking about. They'll all have it. Okay. All right. Because hey, that's gotta, exactly what ha- happened to my cabbage. It got eat up, and I had to throw it away. So that's now exactly <laughs> right. And, and you can stop that as soon as you see the first hole. You put BT on the plants, and that will stop the problem. I got to run. I appreciate you are so patient, and I really appreciate that. Have a great day. Thank you, Marlena. All right. Let me uh, tell you about Ace Hardware, and they would have BT at uh, the Ace Hardware store on on, uh, Virginia Parkway in uh, in McKinney, Westlake Ace Hardware. In there just the other day. In fact, I bought this exact fertilizer. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. My program is sponsored by your locally owned North Texas Ace retail hardware dealer. 
Local experts who know the right questions to ask to make sure you get everything you need. Stop by your locally owned North Texas Ace retailer to find a great deal on Ace 2904 lawn fertilizer for all grass types. 5,000 square foot uh, priced at $18.99. Save $2 with your Ace Rewards card. Pay only $16.99. There's a limit of two bags. Apply it any time during the growing season. It feeds your lawn in one easy step. It builds strong, deep roots to protect from drought and heat. It's formulated for quick greening. It offers controlled release feeding for up to eight weeks. And this is their 2904 lawn food. But you know what? You could use that on your shade trees, on your shrubs, on even in your vegetable garden. The soils in North Texas are heavy clays, and this is the one to use. Ace stores are parts of our neighborhoods, each owned by a member of our community. You're getting help from people you already know, local experts with trusted advice you can rely on. No matter where you are or what you're working on, Ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks. Hi, I'm Dee from Justin Ace Hardware in Justin. Visit us in the Garden Center. We've got everything from abelia to ZZ plants. Come see us for reliable local help. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks. And now, back to Neil. All right, D. Thank you, my friend D. Uh, two firing questions coming up back to back here. Let's see what we can do to help. Let's go to Ed near Durant, Oklahoma. Ed, this is Neil. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, sir. Yes, sir. I what can try, I do? I will try to not have you talk too much. Thank you. Uh, I have sandy loam soil which is ripe for fire ants. And I have a vegetable garden, and I put some fire ant killer around some of my, in the, in wherever they mounds were in my garden. And I'm wondering, is that going to poison my onions and potatoes and my green beans and lettuce and cucumbers and and I just need to, yes or no and you may can tell call me stupid for doing that but I hate getting bit by fire ants. Well, what the um, what the fire ant people will tell you is that you're supposed to put it around the perimeter of the garden. Uh, the the products that are most effective are baits. The, the worker ants will go out and bring the bait back to the queen ant in the mound. Um, it is, uh, having, having had a father who worked with the uh, EPA and the state and all the licensing uh, 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 entities to get herbicides listed um, as a part of his work at Texas A&M, I know how hard it is to get a label clearance, and that's only gotten much harder since Dad retired and subsequently died. Um, and especially in edible crops, and so most companies don't even don't even bother to try to spend money proving that their fire ant remedies are okay to use in a vegetable garden. It's it's very very expensive to get a label that says you can use this product in a vegetable garden. But it's not difficult at all to say you can use this product right around the perimeter. And so that's what they recommend. That's what, what we're allowed to say. Um, and, and hopefully you didn't put it on a mound that is right adjacent to your beans or to your lettuce. I, I can't. I can't take that liability of saying, oh, no, you'll have no problem. You can go ahead and use that. I understand that. that. Yeah. So you have to be the judge of that. Um, Whether these insecticides, whatever you used, would be systemic or not would be the next question. But if you use these around the perimeter, that's that's one good way to eliminate the, the mounds. It's a little slow because they have to go get it and bring it back. The other thing you can do is wait until the garden is empty in early summer and in early July and or midsummer and then put the thing over the entire garden area and let and get the fire ants out of there during the summer so that next spring the garden will be clean of them. So that's okay. another possibility for you. Okay. Well I'm sorry I got you to talk so much. No, that's <laughs> I understand. Okay. I I I'm allergic to cedar and 
And of course, East Texas, I mean, where we are now, there's nothing but cedars. <laughs> I, I got, well, my wife has the same problem with the eastern red cedar, and, and what we have that isn't covered by pecans is covered with red cedar. So uh, the two of us have miserable, miserable lives, but we love life. So anyway. Yeah. Well, luckily, most of the, the fire ant beds were around the perimeter. Good. And where I did some in close, I'm just going to stake that off and not touch anything. I really appreciate your uh, commentary. One other question. I, I listened to the previous caller. Since I have sandy loam, do I need to go ahead and, and put uh, peat moss and stuff in it? Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, when you uh, when you work up a soil that is a sandy loam soil, you use organic matter because it will hold moisture and nutrients uh, whereas with the clay soil, you use it to break up the clay. Uh, the, okay. the, the answer to the I, question I, I give, when I'm, yeah, yeah, when I'm giving a talk, I always say, uh, or I, I'll always tell people, it's the one thing you can add to any soil in the world, wherever you live, to improve the soil, and that's organic matter. So, yes. Okay. Well, I appreciate it. They'll let you know I'm, I'm sitting here watching a hummingbird on one of my feeders. <laughs> Good deal. It's a wonderful life, isn't it? Yes, Thank it you, is. Ed. Thank you Have very a great much, day. sir. Okay, bye-bye. All right, let me see where I am. I need to get a break in. Uh, James and Grapevine will come to you, and we can help you with, with uh, those things. Folks, if you'd like to call, I could use some calls. 888-787-KLIF, 888-787-5543. Neil Stray's Lone Star Gardening is my book, and it is available to you at a very steep discount. Um, probably more dollar discount than I've uh, traditionally given to it. And in fact, indeed it is. It's thirty-two ninety-five, and the reason for that is that I, I put an order in with the printer back in, uh, in October for the sixth printing of the book. And I got a note this week from them that the sixth printing is finally off the presses and out of the bindery. Oh, my gosh, six months it took. Normally it takes about five or six weeks, but it was all supply chain. So I hoarded the fifth printings, didn't put any specials on, didn't do anything special to market it, didn't do anything, just fearing that it might be a year before I'd have any more books. And all of a sudden, hey, we need to clear the warehouse. So now I need to get rid of them. And uh, so I'm, I'm giving a wonderful special to you, thirty-two ninety-five for a book that will be your go-to gardening reference book for Texas. Chapter one is the basics of when you plant, prune, fertilize, and spray all of your plants. Four pages per month that tell you when to do things. Chapter two is unique to this book. It's a 48-page perpetual calendar telling you when to plant, prune, fertilize, and protect all of your plants. I've never put that in a, in a book before. Chapter 1 was the basics. I, th- I think I said that right. But anyway, then chapters 3 through 11 cover trees, shrubs, vines, ground covers, annuals, perennials, lawns, fruit, and vegetables. I spent a year writing this book. I spent a lifetime gaining the knowledge to be able to write the book. I self-published it with Carolyn Skye as my editor and Cindy Smith as my graphic designer because I knew each of them to be the best in their business. That's the story behind Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening. It is not in stores and it's not on Amazon. It's a hardback available only from my office. Or from my website, you can call the office Monday through Friday business hours at 800-752-GROW, G-R-O-W, 800-752-4769. The better way, though, to get your signed copy, satisfaction guaranteed, or full refund is to order from my website, which is neilsperry.com, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y. 
Since 1983, the experts at WhizQ Stone have been a leader across the Metroplex turning landscape dreams into reality. With 22 acres, WhizQ Stone has the largest landscape selection in Texas, including natural stones such as flagstone, boulders, river rock, and more. To experience what WhizQ Stone can do, their large lifestyle display is certainly a place for inspiration. The skilled professionals at WhizQ Stone can help you have the outdoor living area you've always wanted. Check out their product page on their website at whiz-q.com. They can supply not only the hardscape, but the tools to do it yourself. From masonry supplies to landscape supplies to pond and water gardens, WhizQ Stone has what you need to build the lifestyle of your dreams. WhizQ Stone can deliver any product anywhere in the USA. Visit the experts at WhizQ at whiz-q.com or call 817-429-0822. WhizQ Stone, leaders in hardscape and landscaping supplies, helping to build the lifestyle of your dreams. Severe storms in Texas pop up quickly with wind and hail that can damage your roof. Call Wortham Brothers Roofing at 972-562-5788. Schedule your free roof inspection or visit wbroofing.com. They've been in business more than 28 years. Wortham Brothers Roofing provides the highest quality workmanship materials and service. That's Wortham Brothers Roofing. 972-562-5788. wbroofing.com. Oh, they're good. Thank you very, very much. Let me tell you about Advanced Foundation Repair. They, too, are very, very good. And uh, this is a company that's been a sponsor of mine since 1995. I'm proud to stand alongside them. I'm also proud to tell you that I am a happy customer of their work. We had a part of our house that was built subsequent to the main construction of most of our house. We built our house back in the late 1970s, and uh, then we added our sunroom. It was not done as well, and sure enough, we ended up with foundation problems, and uh, Advanced Foundation Repair came to our home. They did their very thorough analysis of that part of the home compared to the rest of the house, and they said, you know what? You have a foundation problem. They showed us exactly where it was and what it was and what they would need to do to correct the problem, and the estimate was very affordable. And it's all made sense. And when they came out, they did the job very punctually and very carefully. And the house has been whole ever since. They get the job done right the first time. They give you a guarantee of their work good for the lifetime of the home. It's transferable from owner to owner to owner. It's backed by cash in the Texas Foundation Warranty Trust. And I am here to tell you, they do a wonderful job. They have patented several of their processes. They are the leaders. They have earned the right to call themselves Advanced Foundation Repair. On the web, it is foundationrepairs.com. That's a great website because they have a lot of great tips and help. Foundationrepairs.com, the phone number for that free home inspection. And call them now. Don't wait for summertime. 214 214- Three 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 zero 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 three. Advanced Foundation Repair again. Two one four three 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 zero 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 three. I'm Mike from Grand Prairie Ace Hardware. Each Ace Hardware is independently owned by someone who cares about your community, who's there to answer your questions. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks. And now back to Neil. Thank you, Mike, very much. Let's go to James in Grapevine. James, this is Neil. Good afternoon. Well, good afternoon, Neil. Thank you for taking my call. Absolutely. Um, How can I help? Can I touch base first on the previous caller's question about fire ants? Um, I was a beekeeper years and years ago, and I got to where I would use the organic products, you know, like neem oil to spray on fruit trees and things like that. But to get rid of fire ants, we use diatomized earth and orange peel extract in a gallon of warm water, and I, I don't remember the measurements for that recipe. Uh, do you happen to know anything about what I'm talking about? No, I, oh, I know what you're talking about. I stay with the the uh, uh, controls. I beg your pardon? With the chemicals? The, uh, well, those are chemicals. I stay with the recommendations of Texas A&M Entomology. I am very uh, tied to what they want us to to okay. recommend and and so 
especially well, with something as obnoxious as fire ants. I don't want to, I don't want to recommend something, James, and then have uh, a mom call and say, "Well, I used what you recommended, and my child is covered in fire ant bites." Um, it was so some, I'm, I'm uh, just like, going to, re- I'm just going to refer people to the Texas A&M website, and uh, what I what I recommend is the Fipronil. Uh, product, which is a bait, and it, it works out quite well. I don't get into mixing home remedies at all. It'll so, kill them in about an about a half an hour. It'll wipe out the whole the whole that's, hive. That's fine. Hive. I'm, Let me I'm ask good my, with that. How can I help you on something else? The question I have: I have a pecan tree that I planted a oh, good seven, eight, many, many moons ago, and I planted it a safe distance from a good old oak tree that has just taken off and grown like wildfires. Now, my problem is this pecan tree is in the shadows of that uh, uh, big big tree. Yeah. Plus, I just realized that the roots are growing over there by my septic lines, <laughs> and I don't want to get roots in my septic lines. So could I, what, can I dig that thing up in the fall or maybe next spring or something and try to move it somewhere else? How large is it? Oh, it's about 25 feet tall, maybe 20 oh um, you will never see, I, I can't say never, you will almost never see a pecan tree bigger than, well, anywhere near that large being dug. It's uh-huh. because of their taproot, their very, their very pronounced taproot system. It would take heavy equipment. It would take uh, several years to do it where in which you would uh, cut the lateral roots and give it time to form new roots within the soil ball. Okay. Uh, it would take a, a, hydraulic lift to get it up and out the I only could, time you would ever want to do that would be with a historic tree that had to be saved for some reason okay well saying on the same subject i wanted to plant some grape plants i hope it's not too late along our fence and again when i was digging up to put in the box for the grapes i've got a lot of tree roots that are a good 10 15 feet away would it be possible that I could still plant those grape plants there, or is that tree root going to take all the moisture? No, I think you can add moisture. I don't think that'd be a problem, as long as you have ample soil for the for the grape to coexist. I think you'd be fine. All right. Thank you so much. Then You're I appreciate welcome. it. I, I know. All right. Have hey, a great day. If, if I cut that fruit tree, I mean, if I cut that pecan tree down to ten feet, <laughs> would I be? No, I'm teasing you. I'm teasing no. you. Bye bye. All right. Bye bye. Okay, uh, let's see where we are. Let me tell you about Arborological Services. These are the leaders in tree care. It doesn't get any better than the fine people who uh, own and operate Arborological Services. They have surrounded themselves with um, veteran arborists, college-trained specialists in uh, tree service, 12 International Society of Arboriculture certified arborists. They're trained in plant pathology, horticulture, and forestry. Three of their people have been selected as arborists of the year for the state of Texas. That's what it means to have a top-notch, tip-top-notch team around you. Miguel Pastanez is one of the foremen at Arborological Services, and Miguel is an 11-time Texas state tree-climbing champion. I don't know if he's going to be competing later this month in the in the state championship, but I'll bet he is. He leads his crew to our house, and every year I have an opportunity to visit with Miguel. He's just an amiable soul. Oh, my goodness, the talent that these folks have. They do everything from complete tree management to fertilizing, pruning. Those are fairly standard things. But then cabling and bracing, lightning arrest, insect and disease control, uh, consultation, uh, if if you're going to be doing some construction or putting in a driveway, you want to make sure you don't damage the trees, call Arborological Services. If you've had some kind of vandalism or an accident that involved a tree, call Arborological Services. Get them on the job. Toll-free number, they are strictly local, but they put a toll-free number in to make it easier for you, 866-552-7267. Arborological.com is the website. It's uh, Facebook, Arborological Services, Inc., Twitter, at The Tree Experts. They are the only people who will ever touch our trees. 
It's uh, Arborological Services, 866-552-7267. It's a non-stop news cycle. Wokeism. Democrats are going to lose. COVID isn't over. The only group on planet Earth they don't care about having COVID is illegal immigrants who they want to release into this country. Russia is failing. Knowing how many nuclear weapons Russia has. The way Twitter operates. Slowing economic growth. The GDP fell to 1.4%. Price of oil is going way up. The 2022 NFL Draft. Full coverage at the top and bottom of every hour. This is Real News and Information 570 KLIF. Neil Sperry's eGardens is my free electronic newsletter. If you want to see what it looks like, go to my website. We always leave one archive there for you to investigate. And I think you'll say, I think I want to join those 80,000 people who get each uh, eGardens each Thursday evening, just a little after 6 p.m. Now, here are some of the things you need to know. It'll always have a featured plant of the week. Uh, eGardens will always have a plant that needs to be given kind of a promotion because uh, it's at its prime at that time or because it needs to be planted at that time. eGardens also has gardening this weekend. It's our most popular uh, uh, feature. People really click into it to see what they need to do in the ensuing three or four days. eGardens always has the Q&A section used to be the featured question of the week. Now it's the Q&A section where I answer uh, eight or ten questions that uh, I have gotten sent in that uh, I think the general public across the state of Texas would most enjoy seeing. And uh, a couple of other stories. I think you'll find that you enjoy it a lot. That's Neil Sperry's eGardens, free and weekly. I'll never spam you, nor will I ever give or sell your email address to anyone. It's totally trustable. As Neil Sperry's eGardens. It's at neilsperry.com. It's time now for a little bitty garden tip. I think you'll find it useful. We're trying to make our patios more enjoyable places, and we need to start with privacy. Unless you overlook a lake or a mountainside, you probably don't want to see what's behind or beside you. Sure, you can erect a tall fence for that screen, and that may indeed be the best way, but there are other things you could do. Consider dense and tall shrubs. Best of the bunch, Nellie R. Stevens Holly, Mary Nell Holly, Oakland Holly, Yopon Holly in shrub form, it's hard to find. And perhaps you might want to use Chinese Photinia, the old-fashioned Photinia, but you'll have a really hard time finding that one. Two plants to avoid, maybe three plants, Japanese ligustrums because they're so invasive, red-tip photinias because of horrific disease problems, and also you want to avoid bamboo because it is garishly invasive, horribly invasive. So those are some options. I have more gardening tips for you each Thursday evening in eGardens, my free weekly electronic newsletter. Sign up at neilsperry.com. Thank you, sir. The friendly gardening experts at Callaway's Nursery know that growing indoor plants is more than just a hobby. It's a form of self-care, and it's a fantastic way to relax. Callaway's Nursery is your exclusive destination in Texas for the leaf joy from proven winners. These collections feature unique and beautiful houseplants, perfect for all spaces in your home where you entertain, work, and unwind. The Atrium Collection includes gorgeous plants for brightly lit spaces, while the Cocoon Collection are plants for interior rooms with low light. Want something just right for your office space? The Work Life Collection has houseplants for your desk or tabletop. They're both beautiful and space-saving. Leaf Joy has also made it easy to identify humidity-loving plants in their Spa Scene Collection. You are sure to discover the ideal houseplants for all aspects of your life that will boost your indoor gardening success, inspire you, and transform your home. Callaway's is now hiring at all of their locations, including their new store opening soon in Prosper. Stop by to apply and join their Texas-grown team today. Shop local at their community stores or order online at callaways.com. Take advantage of their quick and easy curbside pickup or delivery. They're open seven days a week for your convenience. That's Callaway's Nursery. Life lived beautifully. Callaways.com. 
Interact with us on Facebook as well as on Twitter at 570-KLIF. This is Real News and Information 570-KLIF. KLIF.com. Those great people at Mueller have asked me to share something with you. They're at it again. For the 14th year, they are giving away a free building to one nonprofit organization right here in the Lone Star State. Now, this isn't just a building. It's a 4,000-square-foot facility to be built by the helping hands of Mueller. It's dedicated to serve a Texas-sized community. Here's how you can enter. You go to MuellerInc.com, M-U-E-L-L-E-R-I-N-C.com. Click on Helping Hand. That's where you can complete an application about why your organization deserves this blessing. Applications will be accepted until May 16. For more information on Mueller Steel Buildings and Roofing, visit MuellerInc.com. The Helping Hand People from Mueller. MuellerInc.com. Click on Helping Hand. I'm Doug from Jabo's Ace Hardware. When you need reliable, localized help with those great lawn and garden products, come see us. We're Ace, the helpful hardware folks. Now back to you, Neil. Thank you, Doug, very, very much. You may be noticing a new set of rejoinders today. Actually, this started two weeks ago. Uh, My wife and I had the opportunity to visit with uh, 33 of the store owners and managers at their big uh, uh, gathering at their uh, warehouse in Wilmer uh, back uh, two or three weeks ago. And uh, that's a one million square foot warehouse, their supply warehouse. That was impressive, and they are impressive. And I got to record a bunch of people, so that's just really fun. So thank you very, very much. Be sure when you go into your local Ace Hardware that you thank them for sponsoring my program both hours here on KLIF, please. If you just say Neil on Saturdays, they'll get the message. They'll understand. But it needs to be a manager or uh, the owner. That'll take care of it. Let's go to Bill in Grapevine. Bill, this is Neil. Good afternoon. Hello, Neil. Hi, Bill. How can I help you? Is there a secret to growing caladiums? Well, uh, probably several. Let me see if I can help you. First of all, don't start them too early. They uh, like warm soil. A friend of mine, John Bracken from Nicholson Hardy, the late John Bracken, uh, used to harp on the fact we don't even sell them until the middle of May. And uh, Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, and, uh, and, and so I always admired him for that. Uh, so don't plant them too early. Uh, the larger uh, tubers, they're not really bulbs, the larger tubers will produce much larger leaves, but fewer of them. If you want big show plants, uh, maybe in pots by the front door, I would buy the larger ones. If you want a, a massive display, like in a, I, one year I put them in a hanging basket, great big hanging basket. I may have even bought that from John at Nicholson Hardy. And uh, I, I put about 30 little tubers in it, and it made a really pretty hanging basket. They weren't as large. But uh, so, so that's, uh, that's another secret. They, do, they, they need to have shade or morning sun. Uh, Bob Brackman at the Dallas Arboretum years ago did a trial of some varieties that would tolerate the, the sun better than others. Uh, Basically, I think we still need to consider them shade or, at the most, sun until maybe mid-morning. Okay. Well, I bought, oh, there's four different varieties. Uh, I bought one or two cartons of each. They're about the size of walnuts or golf balls. And Mm -hmm. I paid a yard man to put them out a month ago, and I guess that was just way too early. Yeah, it was. The soil was too cold at that point. But they still may come up in May, you think? I hope so. I hope they didn't rot. That's the main thing. If you plant them too early and if it's if it's wet, they can decay yeah. before they have a chance to grow. Okay. Well, that, that, that might... would not be good. Right. Okay. So that's, that's, that was my main concern. I appreciate it. Always good to hear from you, my friend. Take care. You bet. All Bye-bye. right. Bye-bye. All right. Let's see. Let's go to Liz in Mansfield. Liz, this is Neil. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Neil. Uh, We have a backyard, roughly about 2,200 square feet, 
um, that is mostly dirt at the moment. We had a couple, we, the yard had way too many pecan trees a few years ago, so we had a couple of them taken down so we could get more sun. And we still have a lot of dirt and not enough grass. Um, at this time of the year, would it be best to put down new turf or to seed it? All right. How many hours of sunlight do you get there? Uh, it faces south, so most of the day. Okay. Um, I always challenge people with that question because the uh, the question that I am asked the most without any question is what can I grow in the shade? What grass can I grow in the shade? And most people, so I was setting something down here, most people learn the hard way that uh, after about three or four attempts at growing things in shady areas that they don't have enough sunlight. Uh, I'm not saying that's your case, but a lot of people, uh, my wife uh, and I drove to, I I broadcast from my office. I, I don't know that I make a big point of that. And because of my vertigo, I was really struggling this morning, and so she was driving me. We took a different route to take some laundry, and um, we went by a very lovely home where they had planted sod last year in just darn near 100% shade, and it's not coming out this spring. And I hope that they will not try that again because it's such a waste of money. Um, and I see it happen so many times where people go right back in with more sod and the next year the same thing. So if you get, uh, if, if you plant St. Augustine, which is our most shade tolerant grass, and if you have six or seven hours of sun or more, then it will do fairly well. If you have less than that, and I'm, I'm talking about, we're talking about 30 minutes less, it may not survive. Uh, Bermuda needs eight hours of sunlight. Zoysia needs seven or eight. And uh, that's that's the dividing line. There's nothing that you can seed that will grow in anything less than full sunlight. Bermuda would need full sunlight. And, and you could seed Bermuda. There's nothing that you can seed. There are some, quote, miracle grasses uh, that are advertised this time of year that, that say they'll grow in any kind of shade or whatever. That's just so bogus. Just a come on, so be careful of those. Um, on page 98 and also on page 143 of my book that you'll hear me advertise in just a moment are photos of our backyard where I tried fescue for several years in a row and uh, had tried St. Augustine. And finally, as our pecan trees got larger, I wasn't like you. I wasn't willing to take pecan trees out, so I've gone to mondo grass, monkey grass, as a ground cover, and it's it looks great. I'm very satisfied with it. We're about to plant another probably oh, 2,000 square feet in another part of our landscape around the country um, into into it. Uh, once you start it, you, you have plenty. You don't have to buy anymore. And, uh, and it's just served me heroically as a ground cover in the shade. It, it tolerates full shade. So... Having said that, to answer your question, sod or, or uh, seed, it would have to be sod. Just before you waste a lot of money, make sure that you have that kind of light. You still there? Yes. Can you hear yeah, me? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Yes, thank I, you very much. And, and we didn't want to take the trees down. It just We got almost no sunlight because of the trees. I mean, there were four, four trees in the... 2,200 square feet, and it was just, it was too much. No, I understand that. If you happen to have my book, you can look on those two pages, and you'll see what we contend with, and, and there it there is so much beautiful landscaping you can do in the shade with other shrubs and other color plants and other ground covers, and so it's just a matter of shifting your focus. Instead of going to Paris this year, we're going to go to, uh, you know, to Washington State or whatever, and so that, that's that's kind of the way it is with this landscape deal. But anyway, I, 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 I think I answered your question. I hope I did. You did. Thank you very much. Atta girl. Have a good day. All you right. Did. The book I'm talking about is Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening. I spent a year writing this book, and in many cases when I needed a photo, I just went out in our yard and took the photo. If I needed a photo of some of the shrubs that I was writing about, I went out in the yard and took the photo. Or if I saw something blooming and knew I would want it later, 
I went out in the yard and took the photo, oak leaf hydrangea, for example, or whatever. So even though many of them are not identified as being our yard, a lot of them are, probably 50 or 75 of the photos in the in the book are from our yard. So that's Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening. Uh, there are 11 chapters. Chapter 1 is the basics of landscape of gardening, not landscaping, but just gardening in general in Texas. Chapter 2 is the 48-page calendar. I've never put in a book before. Four pages per month of when you plant, prune, fertilize, and spray all of the plants that you're trying to grow month by month. You turn the page from April to May, you see all the things you need to look forward to getting done during May that are time-sensitive uh, to May. Uh, chapter 3 is uh, is trees. Oh, goodness, it's detailed with lots of lists of the best fall flowering, uh, fall color trees, spring flowering trees, uh, sh- small trees for patio landscapes, etc., etc., etc. Chapter 4 is shrubs, then vines, ground covers, annuals, perennials, uh, lawns, fruit, and vegetables. As I say, it took a year to write this book. It took me a lifetime to assemble the knowledge, and uh, and I'm really happy with this book. Carolyn Skye was my editor. She's fabulous. And Cindy Smith was the graphic designer, and she's equally fabulous. I've worked with both ladies on many projects. So the book is not in stores. It's not on Amazon. I sign every copy of the book as it sells. That's why I didn't want to put it in stores. It's in my garage waiting for you to purchase. I will sign your copy as you buy it. And the satisfaction is completely guaranteed or I'll refund every penny. Uh, I have sold 75,000 copies, not one request for a refund. And uh, But, you know, if it happens, it'll happen. Here are the two ways you can buy it. You either call my office Monday through Friday, 9 to 5, and that number is 800-752-GROW, 800-752-4769. Or you can order it right now from the website at neilsperry.com, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com, Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening. We had foundation repairs at the Sperry House several years ago, so I called my friends. I did the same thing I'm suggesting you do. I called Advanced Foundation Repair. They came to our home. Their estimates are always free. Their work is affordable. It always is, not just for me, for you as well. Give them a call, 214-333-0003. If you need foundation help, it's Advanced Foundation Repair, 214-333-0003. All right, thank you, sir. That's the way the voice is supposed to sound, and soon will, because yesterday I took my voice to Baylor Scott and White to my doctor, and he said, all right, here's what you take. I want to thank the folks at Baylor Scott and White for all that they have meant to us for the last two years and two months. They have stood there uh, just like, like soldiers to help us get through a horrible pandemic. And, you know, that's what we all need to do. We all need to say thank you for never giving in. Thank you for never settling for good enough. That's just not in their vocabulary. It's not easy to protect us from COVID, but they did. And we thank them. Thank them for showing up every day and giving every ounce of their energy. Thank you very much. And to you, my listener, remember that there are plenty of ways that you and I can still show our appreciation to the front line. Get vaccinated. Wear your mask. There still are people out there. And if you're one of them, I'm sorry if I offend you. But for gosh sakes, wear a mask. It's not going to hurt you. It's not going to hurt you. And it will save somebody. I went out last night, and with this voice, I wore my mask. I, I knew I didn't have anything that somebody else was going to catch because it was allergies and it was me. But we had, we went to our grandson's orchestra concert and I sat by myself and I wore my mask. We can do that. Give a big thank you to the frontline people. Won't you do that? Just thank them for all that they've done to keep us safe. I'm going to do it right now. You think it with me, won't you? To Baylor Scott and White, frontline workers, thank you. I'm Scott from Lakewood Ace Hardware in Dallas. When you need reliable, localized help for your outdoor grilling needs, come to us. We're the helpful hardware folks. And now back to Neil. 
Thank you, Scott, very much. You know, there's another group of frontline workers who probably don't get called that very often. That's our pastors. And Pastor Tommy Brummett joins us right now. Tommy is a pastor of the First United Methodist Church of downtown McKinney. And COVID was not easy for pastors either, was it, Tommy? No, no, sir. It was it was it was a challenge, but uh, by the grace of God and and with good-hearted people and and uh, loving patience, uh, we have we have moved forward, and we are we are thankful. Neil, I just came from the church. We had our confirmation Saturday today, and we had forty young people join the church, and a number of families joined with them. And uh, it was just good to see people in the church. It's good to see young people joining the church. Uh, God has been faithful. He's been hard times and, and harder for some of us than for others. Uh, but but God is, is not has not abandoned us. God is with us, and we give thanks for that. And Tommy, we are hoping you'll have 40 plus one next year with Joseph. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> oh, wonderful. I love Joseph. I love your family, Neil. God I bless you. Hey, I'm praying for your voice today. You have seen me cry many times, and I started to cry as I said that, and I lost my voice. Um, I'll tell you what, I want you to tell folks about the church services that are going on right now, and then we'll talk birds till the end of the oh, program. Wonderful. Tell us. So at, at, at First United Methodist Church, we are worshiping in person. We have four services every Sunday in our sanctuary, two services in our contemporary uh, service, and uh, we have two services at our brand new uh, church location, new building in Melissa. They have two services every Sunday morning, and and all of those uh, different venues in each location has live streaming as well. So if you're not able to come in person, uh, join us online. We have people who are not able to get out, and so they worship online. We have people all over the country who, who don't live here, but they worship with us online. And for that technology, we are so thankful. Uh, if you'd like more information, you can go to our website at Sharing the Heart, Sharing the Heart of Christ from the Heart of McKinney, sharingtheheart.org. All right, that's great. And Tommy's ser- uh, service sermon uh, begins at 10.05 tomorrow morning at sharingtheheart.org, the 10.05 service. Uh, you said to me uh, yesterday, we only got a minute, I've talked to us too long, uh, that you saw Mississippi kites as you were out driving. Mississippi kites are back, so many of our spring birds are back. It's a great time to make sure you've got water and uh, and shelter and food and um, you know, all of our spring birds have are are making the trip and the ones we haven't seen since last year, they're coming back. So keep your eyes to the sky. No telling what you'll see this time of year. Get yourself a good bird book and and get into uh, into wild birds. I'll give my my sponsors a, a little plug there and uh, talk to them and and you'll be on a head start. Pastor Tommy Brummett, First United Methodist Church, downtown McKinney, sharingtheheart.org. Thank you, Tommy. God bless you, Neil. He has. Thank you, Tommy. All right, folks, have a great week. I'll see you tomorrow morning on WBAP 8 to 10. Happy gardening.